I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's episode is the first in-person episode I have ever recorded in almost three years of having this podcast. It was so fun. And to find someone locally to have an interview together. So it's such a different energy, but made me want to do it more often. It was with Dr. Pontea Dianati. She was on the podcast back in episode 117, if you wanted to listen to the full episode with her. But today's episode, she reached out. She's doesn't have children, but knows I do and how I work with children through my courses and wanted to do an episode talking about what the children are going through these days with the, I didn't even understand Balenciaga's, that's sex trafficking. You know, we had that close to our home with one of my girls that was really scary and made me realize it's right here. You know, we have to be aware. And so she wanted to do a podcast episode to create an awareness about what, you know, what is going on. And it was such a fun conversation, you know, next sitting next to each other on the couch in her office. And she's just such a special, beautiful, you know, soul that I know is doing what she is been called to do. And she's just so gifted. And I loved talking to her. And I know you'll love the conversation. Before I bring her and I on, because we both are talking, it's it's more of a conversation than an interview, which was fun. But when you think of the children these days and what goes on, and you know, if you hadn't learned, if you didn't listen to Lori Ladd's episode a few weeks ago, it was the end of December, go back and listen to that because she even talks about what kids are going through and the sex trafficking. And when it comes close to home like that and you realize it's super serious and it's not talked about that much. We have to have an awareness of this. And I just feel like all the stuff that is uncovering right now and where we're going and it's going to keep uncovering as the years go. And I know 2023 is going to be one of those years where more is going to be uncovered. And it's just, this is just the beginning. But even the way Lori looks at it opened my eyes a lot to this sex trafficking Anyway, I know you're going to love this conversation and remember to go and subscribe and rate this podcast. I'm the people that I have in my queue that I'm bringing on this year already that I have booked are amazing. And I feel so grateful that you've all listened and have, I've created this following that I look at my, like the number of downloads and it's mind blowing. I remember at the beginning I wonder if anyone's going to listen. And now to see like 40,000, you know, people, I looked at the, these numbers and I'm thinking, who? And the, all these countries and 
Oh, I just, I'm so grateful. And I love this so much that I'm not stopping, (laughs) but it just gets more fun because I get to meet all these people and learn so much and just really fulfills me. So I just want to thank you again. And like I said, in my previous episodes, my new 2023 mission is helping more teenagers and parents and even adults that don't have kids because I've created different programs on my website that you can access immediately that I'm so excited about. I'm starting the year with this momentum that I feel is, it just is going to take this, what I want to create in this world in a faster, more, it'll touch more people's lives, I guess be quicker than I, because I get so impatient because I want all the kids to learn these tools. And I want the parents to have the light bulbs go on to when raising their kids. And I just see the magic in it. And I want the whole world to have that. And I have big visions. And I just love, you know, I, you know, how much I love my morning routine and what I do and my meditation and what I see and, you know, the books I want to write Oh, I just want to do so much for these kids right now with all that they're going through. I want to set them off into this world with these minds that are so powerful. And they're the ones that are going to lead the world. And we're going to be moving on with them and getting on this, you know, going on to this next level of being. And it's just exciting to me. So without further ado, let me bring on Dr. Pontea and myself and enjoy this little conversation we had and let me know your thoughts, DM me. And I always love hearing from you. So please don't be shy and go to ashleygonner.com and get my free morning routine. You can get that. I put that on there as a freebie. I have smaller programs for barely anything. I just want to reach to a larger scale audience this year. And I'm trying to find all these different ways to do it. So go to my website or DM me and I look forward to hearing from you. And I'm excited for this, for you to hear this conversation with Ponte and I. Today, I get the special Dr. Pontea. She's right here in San Diego. And I had a session with her in this beautiful little room she has. And it was so special. And we became such sweet, close friends. And I'm so grateful for her. And we wanted to come together today and share what, you know, I'm so passionate about children because of my two daughters. But Pontea doesn't even have children. So her heart is in the place of where the children, what's going on in the world today with our children. And we wanted to come together to share some insights of what she's been really, what, reading about, looking at, kind of in a state of disbelief that the children these days are going through what they're going through. I'm just going to let Pontea kind of take it, why she's so passionate about this and where it came from. Thank you so much, Ashley. I really appreciate you presenting the topic. And yes, I'm feeling that the most important thing at this time is to protect the children of the earth. And that's a very simple statement, perhaps, but it includes many aspects. Because if you look around, the children of the earth are suffering in a lot of different ways. 
And so I've been feeling an urge to talk about this. And I have a lot of children that I work with. And so I felt that it would be really good for us to have this conversation and then everybody all over the world can hear it and take what they like from it. And hopefully they can be inspired to protect children in whatever way they like to protect them. Right. So let's go with something. So you work with children. Mm-hmm. What have been some common themes that the, the kids have been coming to you for? Yeah. So I would say common themes lately relating to the current events is, you know, post the pandemic, having going back to school, you know, they went from being at home for two and a half years, having all their needs met in one place, having their parents there, everything. And now they're back in the schools. And so they're having a lot of they're having a really hard time adjusting, essentially, you know, they tell me that they feel anxious all the time, they're feeling suicidal sometimes. And they're feeling like, you know, the teachers don't understand them. So they're feeling disconnected, which is what happens to someone when they go, you know, through trauma, and it's non processed. So tell me about the parents, because what Mm -hmm. is interesting to me is that they have found you, they have been led to you as a parent, Mm -hmm. whose child is struggling, And they find you and instead of going to a doctor or some other type of, you know, Mm -hmm. Western therapy or whatever. So Mm -hmm. tell me that. So what is the draw to come to you? to talk and help those yeah, children? That's a great question. You know, I mean, that some of them might have like a team of doctors they work with. Maybe they have like, you know, their medical doctor and they have a therapist and then they come to me because there's the energetic and the spiritual aspect that's affecting them. And what I mean by that is there's some children that can feel the energy around us. They can tell when their parents are in a bad mood. They can tell if their teacher doesn't like them. They're very energy sensitive. So that impacts their emotions a lot. And it's not just a simple definition of, you know, like a traditional diagnosis of like, oh, they're just sad or they're depressed. It's that they're energetically feeling the sadness of their parents. So when a mother, that's one of my clients has been coming to me a long time, brings her daughter to me, I'm looking to see how her and her daughter are mirroring each other. And oftentimes that's what's happening. They're kind of carrying each other's energetic, emotional weight. And I think a lot of parents think like, oh, I've processed my trauma. My children are fine. But it's the fact that we all carry our traumas in our bodies. And a lot of these children can feel the energy inside of our bodies, around the bodies. So they're kind of like carrying other people's stuff that's not even theirs a lot of time. Right. I've watched my girls go through this the last two and a half, three years of, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big part of their childhood to experience that big of a trauma or, but you know, when I think of these children, there's been a few suicides in the schools that we've been a part of. And, you know, a lot of kids that I see on pages, social media or Presley's, it's just dark. And I just know they're screaming for help. So what do you do to get that energy? How can we remove the darkness and let them understand that that is the trauma and release that trauma? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Because Yeah, if you notice like the theme of the TV shows for the children, if you look on Netflix, there's even like dark tones to it. You can say a lot of them are kind of processing their shadow already, whereas many, maybe some of us did it in our adulthood. They're being, they're doing it in their teenagers very intensely. And so some of the things they can do is learn methods for releasing trauma energetically. So, you know, tapping, Reiki, any kind of energy psychology, you can Google different energy psychology methods. The other thing is for the parents to do the work. So you can't just, you know, want the kids, the parents have to, you know, also process their trauma. But there's, 
I would say there's like plans that are individualized for each kid. For example, I have certain kids that they do really well with music. When they're in school, they get anxiety. But if they have a headset on, they can do their independent work and get it done. But there's other students that, you know, music would distract them. So it's very like personalized for each kid based on their abilities because they have these higher abilities that's um, impacting them, right? Right. Tell me other things that you've been noticing in the world that's been going on that's disturbing to you. So another thing that's very disturbing to me is how we don't have an organization that protects the children around the world. I mean, we talk about UNICEF and things like that and, you know, bless them for whatever good work they've done. But if you look at the world right now, there's children in refugee camps that are not being fed in Iran for the last 60 days. Children have been on the streets, you know, with their parents and 60 plus children under the age of 12 has have been killed and mm-hmm. none of it is being supported or helped. So we need, uh, that's what I'm seeing around, around the world. The children have no protection. And I've had cases with children that I've tried to help them. I've, I've tried calling lawyers, doctors, different people, and nobody's been able to help these children. So we need organizations to come up in the cities around the world, specifically for protecting and educating the children from a higher perspective. Right. So we had a close encounter of sex trafficking that with one of my daughters and that was an (laughs) eye-opening to say the least experience but it brought it so close to home Mm -hmm. and I we cleared it quickly thank the Lord but when I've learned about that spoke to the the center here my my husband went to the San Diego center that handles it and he just said he couldn't get over the size and how many people are just in San Diego working for just the kids here in in San Diego for the sex trafficking. And out of, I asked her if there was in a month, let's say she's like, there's one a day for sure that come to her. And if there was 30 kids in that day or 30 kids in that month, how many are true sex traffickers? She's like 30, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just being that close to home, having that experience with my own child, and realizing there's a lot of <laughs> darkness going on. And is the darkness, you know, you always say the darkness needs to come before the the light can shine. Yes. What Go on that one. Yeah, I think exactly. Like it's always the darkest before the dawn. And that's kind of what we're in in our world. We're in a very dark time. And a lot of things are going to start to come to light. So for example, the Balenciaga scandal and all these fashion companies that are using children and putting sexualized clothing on them, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So we're going to find out all the rest, how all the industries in Hollywood and, you know, different fashion industries are, you know, misusing and abusing children. And then like you said, in San Diego, there's sex trafficking. And so that's because the darkness on purpose targets children. Right. You know, and there's a lot of research on that. You can Google it if you want, but there's an innocence about children that gets destroyed when, you know, they're traumatized in that sexualized way. It's almost like they die, you know? So if that happens to a child when they're five years old, a part of them really dies. So I really think it should be trialed as murder when that happens to children. Whereas right now, a person that does that to a child might go to jail or prison for some time and then they get out. So they're still getting out. So we're not really getting rid of this problem. 
because people that sexualize children do it over and over again. It has a very high recidivism rate. So the laws need to change to protect the children. We need to have, you know, centers for children to protect them. We need like the whole world to kind of start awakening to the level of darkness because children are, are what unite all of us. I mean, we can all sit in a room from different countries, different cultures and disagree on a lot of things, but everybody agrees that the children of the world must be protected. Right. Well, yes. And being a mother and, you know, that's on the forefront of my mind all the time. You know, I had a friend say, don't let your girls go to the bathroom at a restaurant. I mean, they're 16 and 14 because there's people in the bathrooms drugging the kids to take them over the border. And I thought, geez, I finally they get to the age where you feel like they can have a little bit independence. So for me as a mom, it's like going backwards. You know, you're trying to empower them to become independent women before they get to go to college. And I feel like it's a backward step, but a backward step in a way to have that awareness, you know, and like we're, it's like just being on this, this podcast, sharing with people to have the awareness. It's so important to not live in this, in a tunnel, (laughs) you know, and not have this awareness because if we don't have the awareness, the it's, we're not going to get to the place of this, these children having the vision that you have of building these centers or building something to create protection for them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. First, we need the awareness, right? Like now that people are learning with the the divine is going to bring all the darkness to the light. In the next few years, all the darkness will come to the light. So people that are doing this to children, your time is up and everything will be found out because source divine, divine mother. And today that we're recording this interview is actually the divine mother's day 12-12 in some religions. So they are highly wanting to come and protect these children. So this is the tip of it, as I said, and everything is going to come to light. And sometimes the pain is what inspires people to change, right? Like sometimes when we're really comfortable and we're at home and we have everything, everything seems perfect, nothing changes. But once we're seeing these catastrophic events of children being killed around the world, being sexualized, then I think it tugs at all of our heartstrings. And humans to a degree have kind of become, you know, we've all become kind of numb to pain. We've gone kind of used to it, like, oh, it's another thing or another thing. But there's something about a four-year-old child, you know, being sexualized that is really, really heartbreaking and sad. And the fact that it's happening on such large numbers just shows how all of us are not, you know, paying attention. Right. What do you do to get your information? Like, what are you reading to find? What do you do to... Yeah. So I like to learn about all the news stations. So I kind of, you know, I follow from all sources of media and I, you know, I say what they're saying, what they're saying, you know, I kind of compare and, and then I kind of put my own background because I've written so many child abuse reports when I've worked in trauma clinics with children and teens. So that's kind of like my own experience. And then what I read and every day I would say I'm reading about it now because it's become really front page news that protecting the children. So what advice, like, as a healer, as, you know, someone with your background to parents right now to really give to their children or be a parent that will be the leader and the the mirror of what should be done to make this, I don't know, tragic thing that's going on in this world right now to either see it coming into a the light, getting rid of the darkness, moving away from it. What advice would you give? 
I would definitely say pay attention to your children, you know, like look at their faces and see how they're feeling. If they're looking down or, you know, they're isolating, these energy sensitive children don't always talk about things when they're upset or they might talk about something completely different. So pay attention to them. Sometimes they could have suffered a trauma and you might be able to intervene really quickly and it doesn't have to last five, six years. So I would pay attention to them when their moods change. And also really keep in mind right now during Christmas time and just, you know, what's happening in the world, all this chaos, the energy is impacting them. So give them a lot of relaxation time, you know, don't push them too much because it's kind of like when the energies are chaotic, they're processing it three, four times more. So if they're sleepy or they want music or they want, you know, to watch movies, like really be understanding of that because it's kind of like their little bodies is processing so much dense energy. Right. right now. So understanding that you are in Reiki is a big deal and that gets rid of trauma. You can clear that out. Yeah. The Reiki works on the energetic aspects. Right. You know, the mental, emotional, you can work through other things, but the Reiki energy, the meridians hold the trauma. If somebody has a sexual trauma, it might be in the sexual organs or wherever they were touched. And so that energy has to be cleared or it will sort of like have the energy with the negative thoughts attached to it and they'll just carry it with them and they'll be seeing the world through the filter of that energy that's embedded in their body. So when you're treating Mm -hmm. or helping a child, Mm -hmm. do they see a difference? Can you see it in their energy right away? Yeah, yeah. For example, we had this little boy and when I was working at this trauma clinic, he had been, you know, abandoned and had a lot of trauma of neglect. He was five years old and he had he was very hyper. He would just run around his house like in a circle. You know? And he was so cute. He was like, he would act like a little gangster because he'd been bullied a lot. So he was at five years old, he would stand kind of like very like a tough guy. And when we started to do energy work with him, his mom would hold him and I would kind of put my hand over her, you know, kind of show them how to do it together because she would hold him like this and I would put my hand over it. And after like three sessions, he wasn't running around anymore. Like he would just settle. And what we realized is that a lot of time the hyperactivity is just the trauma energy like in the body is just not letting them sit. But once it like settles and clears, the ADHD symptoms like went away. Right. I mean, they it's all about medicating, you know, this whole thing with these kids. And I know that, I mean, what I've read and watched these children that are labeled with those labels are so advanced. (laughs) Medication is to bring them down to Mm -hmm. the 3D when they're already beyond that. Talk about children and like all the different children that are 100%. Like, for example, the children that are diagnosed typically with ADHD, that means they can look at a bunch of different things at the same time, right? So they're looking at this, this, this. That makes a perfect CEO in the future. Right. We don't want to to take that out of them. We don't want them thinking just about one thing because their teacher can't, you know, handle 40 students in the classroom. And it's not the teacher's fault. They need to give them assistance and support. So, yeah, a lot of these kids are being misdiagnosed and they're like such geniuses. I had another kiddo that was diagnosed was autistic when I was working at a high school with them and he would just get frustrated and just run out of the classroom you know every time mm-hmm. so all we had to do was give him like a little note card that he could flip like my head is thinking too much I just need to take a break you know kind of like an adult might take a break so right. we're confining them in these eight-hour prisons and then we're wanting them not to have any reaction to it you know right so. yeah so my dream is to have these instead of the school I know, I know we're going there mm-hmm. and I know my vision is I'm creating that reality because I can see it is a school system that, I mean, what we're doing now with the education system, because I'm in it with my children, (laughs) is just so archaic. 
I mean, we're just not, I mean, it's a waste of time. My kids are like, why am I learning this? I mean, I learned that, you know, so I just see where we're going and I know we are. And I know this is this the beginning of this evolution into this new earth that that their kids hopefully will be able to experience, you know. But I just feel like the darkness that we're talking about is that darkness that you have to experience before we move on to this light. Talk about where you see the world in all your communication with your gifts. Sure. Yes. Thank you for asking about that. Yeah. I see in the future that we're going to have more holistic, integrative type of education models where the kids can learn about all kinds of things, you know, solar technology, you know, whatever is like basically the careers of the future. They don't need to be learning about all this nonsense that they're not going to use and aren't even interested in. And so, yeah, in the future, I think the education system is going to be more like that. And we're going to utilize technology to deepen learning rather than like get them to zone out, you know, on the computer and do something like how can they use a computer program to find solutions to environmental problems? That's the kind of school, like solution focused and using technology to create the better world. And the kids want to do that, you know, like they're already ahead of us. So as you see, Gen Z is very special and they're very unique and they're very rebellious and that's why we love them you know the children from zero to seven have these gifts Mm -hmm. right and we know that and then all of a sudden these limiting beliefs that parents have taken that and numbed it and then they start living their life with those beliefs and then start you know then I watch as a teenager it really comes to the spotlight comes on Right. Cause they're trying to get their independence, their hormones, all the things. It's a, def- mm-hmm. it's a huge shift. Mm-hmm. But when you think of these kids these days and all they're going through, all they went through, you want to just be there. <laughs> like as a mom, you just want to hug them. You want to say, everything's going to be fine. Let's just get through this. But how do we, how do we get through it? So I would say it's kind of like we're going through like a really dark wartime. You know, it's almost like if it was wartime, everybody should be helping each other. Like, say, be nice to your neighbor. Like, we're all going through this very dark, cloudy time. And so it needs to be like more nurturing, more love, more giving your neighbor like something you baked, you know, like just more coming together. Because that's the other thing is that we're so divided right now, right? We're so divided. The darkness not divided. They get a lot of stuff done because they all agree that they want to hurt all of us and they do it. But the light, you know, has a lot of different ways. Like we need this path or this teacher or this, this, this. So we need to find like unity through the chaos because that's going to give us peace. Right. Does that make sense? Because humans are community creatures and, you know, the COVID stuff made us all like isolatory creatures. And even though now we're back and the world is starting again, the mindset of isolation, I think, is still amongst people. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. How many of you drink coffee in the morning? I know most of you do, or if you don't, it's because you have found an alternative to have instead of coffee because of the side effects coffee may have. I have been drinking Four Sigmatic for the past three years because I realized its ingredients were much healthier than just the regular organic coffee I was drinking. Four Sigmatic helps people achieve wellness with the world's most nutrient-dense ingredients. It enhances focus, boosts your mood, and even supports your immune system. It is mixed with functional mushrooms like lion's mane and chaga, These superfoods are some of the most studied wellness supporting supplements on the planet. 
Try it risk-free today, and if you don't love it, get your money back. Go to go.forsigmatic.com forward slash uncover magic and receive 30% off your order when you use the code uncover magic. When you look at these children and what you've experienced dealing with these kids with this trauma, when I look at these children from my view, I mean, I, I'm so grateful my children see the light, <laughs> but when I see the ones that don't, and I want to pull it out of them. And I'm just like, oh, I just see the light in you. And I want you to see that light. It's like a, a calling to me in my class and raising confidence when I'm on Zoom with them and I and I see them and I'm just like, pull it out. And these parents are like, Ashley, help. You know, I need a, a second person besides me because they don't listen to me. But when I see these children, they have it in them. And it's like, it's been so clouded and so shut down. It's so important for parents to open the dialogue, talk to them about like, I mean, we have the most open dialogue in our car. I told you I drive my children. We're in the car 50 minutes to, to crew every day, right? Every day, six days a week. I have all that time in the car, but I'm so grateful for it. Like, I love it. I don't want the day to end. I don't dread it. I love the traffic, but we have these deep conversations. And to bring that out as a parent and having that as your like duty as a parent and why you brought these children in and to see the light and to show them their light. And then once they see their light, you see the passion and their eyes light up and that's the excitement. And that's that's when there's an endless possibilities or, you know, this whole life, but they have hope. They have this vision. They can see themselves this way. But the parents, it starts with the parents. I'll always say, does she have a good relationship with her mom? What's the darkness? What is holding her light in? But you know, when you realize how important it is and what a parent's role these days, especially, is to see the light and let the kids know that there's so much light and to not dim it because the dimming, you know, like the social media, they're getting their attention from that. Let's go there. Talk, tell me about social media and oh the, what the children are dealing with. Because I, yeah, that's yeah, like that's a whole other world, right? I mean, they're getting all their information from social media. So when I ask them and they come to me and they tell me, hey, I have this issue. They give me a list of the issues they already have. And I just look at them. I'm like, where did you like get that list from? And they're like, TikTok, you know? And and I don't know how many credible people are on TikTok. I think there's some really credible people on TikTok, but a lot of this information they're getting is just confusing them and they're diagnosing themselves and they're seeing themselves as really not well. So social media, I think, is confusing them in about their identity and about who they are. And as you said, exactly like confidence and believing in their light and knowing who they are is like the key that opens everything in the world, isn't it? So if they're confused about their identity, they don't know who they are, and they're being told by different people, then they're going to be lost. And that's a really uncomfortable place that causes anxiety, that causes low self-esteem, that causes them not to take action, that causes them not to participate in hobbies, that causes them to isolate. So self-esteem, that's why I love what you do with your daughters, is you just like rise them up and they're still so humble and classy. So all parents should be just rising up their kids all the time. They're getting it out there anyways, you know, the teachers, the people out in the world. So the parents need to be like a complete safe zone. If you're having a really bad day or your daughter's being really mean to you, 
spend some time away from her and come back to your peace and then go be with her if you're a father. And you know what I mean? Vice versa. You are such a key to their um, future being good versus, you know, ending up in a rehab or something like that. Right. No, mm-hmm. I do. And I, you know, I can see that so clear, but it still goes on in this world. And I know a lot of parents have struggled and I understand divorce and it's like going back and forth and these children and where we're at in my knowing our friends, there's been a few people that got divorced by at this stage. And so my daughters are like asking me, I said, no, I said, they have to, you know, understanding it's two different homes. So, and I get that. And I've had kids that I've worked with that have to do the split to the different homes, but it's not the kid's fault, you know? And that's the part where you got to put your kids in the the first priority. That's the part that, you know, sometimes when I am dealing with parents and they're worried about their children, well, you got to be that person, you know, and show that that structure or that stability, the knowingness that, you know, that it is fine. I mean, it's, what do you say about that? hundred percent. You know, a lot of people went through a divorce after the COVID, you know, and that's okay. You don't have to judge yourself. Sometimes things change. However, for the children, the change is very hard, you know, especially these energy sensitive kids don't like to move around a lot. They like to like have a nest, you know, right. go to school, come back to the nest. So they're, when they have two nests and then there's all that travel time, you know, it's important to make the travel time pleasant, for example, you know, or make the interactions with the other parents really respectful so that the children are learning to respect the other parent. Because if they can't make their relationship work with their parents in the future, they're not going to be able to have good relationships, right? right? So I would say the parents should be focusing on mastery. You know, you you went through a divorce. It's okay to judge yourself. Now it's time for you to really get centered in yourself so that you can allow your children to adjust to it while you stay the calm pillar. And you have that ability because you brought these special spiritual children, advanced children into the world. You wouldn't have been entrusted with them if your soul wasn't advanced enough to handle it. Now, our world has been dark and everybody's dealing with stuff. But then I would say for the parents, like priority number one over everything is come back to your center and your peace so that the children during these next few years that we have ahead that are going to be very chaotic are going to need really stable um, parents. Yes. And well, when I I think of, like you're going to have a baby one day, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, just the new babies coming in, talk about the star seeds mm-hmm. and the different children and their abilities and that kind of. Yeah. So that I know some of you that have younger children might've noticed that they're very different, you know, very in tune, very telepathic, very heart centered, very kind. And so these are some of the star children and they're coming from different star systems. And based on where they come from, they're going to have different temperament, different personality, you know, and there's a lot of new ones coming in that I haven't even discovered because there's a bunch of star systems, you know, they used to be more like from, you know, Sirius or Pleiades and Lyrian. And now we have new ones. Like there's some that are coming from Andromeda that are very advanced, you know, so they're all very special. And I think it's going to be like a discovery press for all of us, the adults, to like really realize what are these souls that are coming to the planet to help. And they have all kinds of abilities. I mean, I had one kiddo in high school that was a star seed, and I think he was like 13. And he was designing a space station 
Wow. I swear to God. And I would tell him like, you're designing a space station. He's like, yes, this is the material I'm going to use for this. And I was just oh like, gosh. oh my God, I can't even pronounce any of those words, huh. you know? And he was designing a space station. We had another kiddo in that same school that was building like a solar powered boat. And we had a teacher that knew about solar. So he was teaching those kids. So they're interested in like technology and engineering and like bettering the world. You know, they want to better the world and they have good ideas for it instead of the repetitive ones that we've all been sort of stuck with, you know? Right. But when you, so when you're saying there are certain ages, so the 13 year old, he's a star seed. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. He's from Orion. Okay. And then, <laughs> and where am I from? I feel like you're from the Pleiades. Okay. But you probably have other ones as well. Like you, you know, you have a connection to Hathor. And so the, you know, so you have a connection to different star systems, but um, yeah, I definitely get Pleiades and definitely connected to Hathor. And so sure. my girls, she's 14 and 16 mm-hmm. are they star seeds oh yeah for sure okay yeah, I mean do you notice how like their eyes really glow a lot it's almost like they have stars in their eyes okay you know and yeah so they're star seeds and but star seeds come really uh, amazing psychic abilities so like claircognition like no other they'll just know things without even knowing them that's what claircognizance means or, you know, they might be clairvoyant. They might have dreams of, you know, the next day, what's going to happen at school or, you know, if, if a family member, something's going to happen, they're going to know about that. So they have, a, there's 200 psychic abilities and more. I don't know all of them, but a lot of these kids have a lot of those. And when I work with them, I notice like new abilities as I tune into them. I'm like, oh, this one's picking up on something I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Cool. So they're like, it's kind of like, um, they're coming in, I believe after, let's say 2012 was when a lot of them started coming in. Okay. I believe. Yeah. So the ones after that are very special, but the ones even it's kind of like star seeds have been coming all along to the earth, but the ones that came after 2012 are like very advanced, almost like enlightened master level. And are they coming to assist this earth to moving on to the 5D? Yes, because they're already in the 5D, you know? So if you look at them, they're smiling, they're happy, they're connected to nature, they're connected to their parents. So they're actually supposed to be the parents' teachers. That's what I... That's what they say to me. They're like, I'm here to guide my parents. Right. You know? And so parents look at it like that instead of like, listen to me. Why aren't you listening? So they're like, well, what are you trying to tell me? Like, right. you know, they're very advanced and um, know what their parents need. They look at me and they're like, my mom just needs a nap right now. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. my dad just, you know, had a hard day at work today. Huh. So these old souls. So I want you to explain this. I don't sure. even know if we talked about this on our first interview. For these children, they picked their parents. Mm-hmm. I know that. We've all been in a life together before. Mm-hmm. There's no time. No, so it's all happening right now. It's all happening right now. I was just listening to Dolores Cannon. Mm-hmm. She explained it in a different way that I was like, okay, when she was channeling Nostradamus, he was he's the first person that explained to her that it's all it's just right now. I'm here. Past future, present. Can you tell me your take and how you wrap your head around that? Yeah. Like when you say it, I can feel it. You know, I can feel us in other lifetimes knowing each other. I start to get flashbacks of memories and seeing us doing things, you know? So it's, it is like that. It's that like most of the people that we know in this lifetime that we bond with immediately in any level, we, they've been our soul family. And um, it's very interesting how we meet them. Sometimes we meet them through work. Sometimes we meet them through families. Sometimes you might meet them through like a hobby, but there always seems to be like a way that they come at the right time 
and they're very divinely assigned. There's also other types of souls that can come in to kind of create some negative karma with you. But, you know, so we'll be aware of like the positive association, past life soul contracts, and then the negative ones that might come up. Not like necessarily negative, but coming up to be worked out versus like a very harmonious relationship, which is like to be of service or to have a friendship or something like that. Right. And what, tell me about your take on UFOs and aliens. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're real. I mean, they live amongst us. They come to my office. Yeah. I think <laughs> a lot of the people that come to me are connected to them. And I used to be kind of like, I didn't really know much about it, to be honest, before. But then people that came to me, they were connected to them. So I would see the Arcturians in here. I would see the Pleiadians in here. You know, they would just be helping. They would help me. They would help the clients. So I've learned to really trust them. And so these are some clients whether they're kids or adults, they really connect to them. So I always ask for their assistance, especially like the Arcturians and the Pleiadians are so helpful, so kind and such advanced beings, you know, that just really want to help us. And they're kind of surrounding the earth right now. They're actually, they're all around the earth right now. So they're, they're actually helping to keep the chaos down. Right. Cause they don't, they don't want it to be chaotic. They'll interfere, right? If there's something that is going yes. to be catastrophic. Yeah, they they they're not going to allow like a nuclear bomb to go off. Right. It's not going to happen because if that happens on Earth, <laughs> it will affect the entire universe. So they're not going to allow that to happen. So they're going to always intervene for things like that. And they're from what I know, they're going to start to intervene more and more in the next 1, 3 to 10 years. So do you see it being just common like knowledge? Yeah, at some point it's going to be common knowledge. I mean, I'm not sure if this vision is accurate or not, but I did have a vision once on the mountain in San Diego. There's a shamanic mountain we used to go to, but I saw the future and it looked kind of like a fair. You know, we were all like at a fair and everybody was dancing and there was all this stuff. And there was just spaceships like above us. And we were just like, oh, oh, funny. you know, it was just like the like bird, you know, <laughs> like that. Huh. So I don't know if that's the real vision, if it's going to happen, but it was right in San Diego where I saw that. I've interviewed a few people that communicate with the Galactic Federation of Light mm-hmm. and the Palladians. I just interviewed somebody that channels the sound, does a sound light activation. Her name's Wendy Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And she's been doing that for 30 years. Okay. So when you hear that, and now what I'm just learning about her now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you just know that it's all coming to this wide everyone's becoming aware whether they believe it or not it's going to be part of the our universe and i know that the aliens people are afraid but they're here to help yeah it's not an evil energy no i would say like more than 90 percent of them are good there's some evil ones that are the ones that are hurting the children and those are the ones that are going to go but (laughs) the good ones are most of them you know but yeah the ones that um like to eat children are a different group But there are the evil aliens that are the dark energy. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that, you know, are the things you're seeing in Hollywood and stuff and this kind of stuff with the children being underground. There's all kinds of different books that are going to come out that different authors are working on right now that I'm aware of. And yeah, I mean, those are, they actually like eat that. They like eating humans. So there's a small group that are evil, but most of them are very good and here to help. But those evil ones are going to have to leave because once Earth becomes 5D, they're not going to be able to survive. Their energy is too dense. Right. So they actually showed me a vision that the way we're going to go through the 5D is going to be through the heart portal. So they actually showed me that on 11-11. This year, I woke up in the morning and the masters came to my house and they were showing me this. 
and they said, we're going to enter the 5D through the heart chakra portal. If you've seen the Celestine Prophecy movie, if you you, you might want to watch it again, because in the end, you'll see that all the people join in a circle and they go in the next dimension and the bad people can no longer really? see them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that was like one of the first spiritual books I read. Oh my God, mine too. I love that oh, How funny. And I was just reading his Instagram. Yeah. Read filled. Yes, read, what a wonderful author. What yeah. a pioneer. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Things. You're amazing. Yeah. So amazing. But yes, I remember reading that book. Now I need to watch the movie. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Huh. The, and there's all these bad people that are coming to get them. But at that time, they've all become spiritual enough. They passed all the lessons. So they know how to go to the 5D and the portals through the heart. They have to focus on the vibration of love and they just suddenly go on the 5D and then the bad people can't see them. Oh. So that was like the way, you know, and then, and then I think one of them loses the connection. So then she comes back and the bad people see her suddenly. So that's why being heart centered, all this healing trauma, la, 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 it's all leading us all to become heart centered. Right. And that's going to be the way to get into the fifth dimension. Right. Pure heart, you know, pure, pure heart, be like children and enter heaven. Right. And in the Bible that also says that the righteous shall inherit the earth. So the righteous are the people that are not hurting children. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, when you think of that story and all the, you know, I look at looking at you, pure love, out to help, heal, you know, of, as of service, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, you. <laughs> but, you know, when I, when I see you doing that, I see the, you're moving, shifting into the 5D so quickly, right? I think mm-hmm. you're there now. Yeah, like we're just happy and we're being yeah. service and we're helping humanity. That's 5D. You know, if I'm at home, I'm thinking about my problems. We all have problems. We're just focusing on them. That's 3D. You shrink yourself. You become individualized. 5D is all about unity, helping each other, loving on each other. Think like a village, you know, back in the day, how did people hang out? That's 5D, you know? Like, oh, I have a little bread. You want to like get a little bit of meat, or right. chicken, whatever, you know, you just trade. And it's just like a very harmonious community and I've actually had visions and I've gone into fifth dimensional cities that are in the center of the earth and I've had a chance to ask them questions like how do you guys do things around here and the way they raise children was really interesting they kind of have like nurseries you know and the children have a lot of adults around them so they focus on like the children bonding with multiple adults and learning harmony from them and then they don't ever force friendship they say like they let the children kind of find each other so like if Susie and Sarah just naturally become friends that's how they allow everything and dating is the same way everything is very natural there's no structure so 5D is all about how do you feel your heart okay that feels good makes sense right which sounds silly but it's not silly at all because people that have you know have been through really serious stuff in their life they know that they should have listened to their heart they could have avoided a lot of darkness right right right. so the heart is the as our navigation system and in that place you know i was interviewing somebody the other day and talking about like there's not going to be the grocery stores we're going to have the gardens and Mm -hmm. people are going to just share food and you know we're not going to have the doctor you know it's just going to be no they even talked about animals and mm-hmm. like those are going to, all the animals are going to be part of our earth mm-hmm. and not part of what we eat. Yeah. And the fifth dimension, nobody eats animals. Like in that vision that I saw of the world in the future, humans were just sitting around, you know, with the animals hanging out. And there were so many new fruits and vegetables on earth. Like think like a dragon fruit marrying like a mango together. Yeah. Like there was those kind of fruits in the fifth yeah. dimensional earth. So I don't think we're going to be craving like raw gross meat and wanting to kill our cow. We're just going to right. go eat all these beautiful fruits and gardens we're going to have. And it, yeah, it kind of looks like avatar, you know, like a lot of trees and like houses within forests or wherever people choose to live. But it's going to be a lot of like really beautiful communities of people that are like-minded. Right. Uh, 
I love that. Do you think Mm -hmm. we'll be able to live like that? I think so. I think as long as we sort of make it through this next like chaotic time that's coming and keeping our heart pure, like just no matter what happens, because the darkness, as we saw, is going to come to the surface, right? So that means that you could be at work and somebody could suddenly get mad at you, or you could be out and somebody could do something when you're driving. Just don't react to the darkness. Keep focusing on your heart chakra, and then we'll be okay. But if we get tangled up with the darkness into these little tricks it's doing, they're going to try to divert as many of us as they can to keep us on the lower timeline. So the way to stay on the higher timeline is to Forgive everybody, no matter what they did. Just forgive them. Right. No judgment. Whoever you don't forgive is the person that's standing between you and going to the fifth dimension. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they told me, you know. Oh, good. So, I get it. It's true. Or judgment. Or judgment. You know? I, I, I catch myself like, I'll say, I'm like, shoot, was that judgment? I can't, I got to have come with compassion, totally. you know, and that love. And when you say stay heart centered, tell, give people that are like, how do I do that? Heart centers. So like, for example, let's say like you're a doctor and somebody comes to you and they have cancer and your treatments are, you know, your holistic doctor, you charge $250, $400 a session, but this person can only afford $100 a session. You should work with that person because God has sent that person to you and you're a healer. So if you Google Asclepius, he's the original you know, God of medicine. So it wasn't Hippocratic or whatever his name is. Uh-huh. Actually, like that's a fake thing. Asclepius is the original God of medicine. And he was the kind of doctor that would go out in the country and heal everybody for just donations. So the fifth dimension is all about helping, contributing. Use your heart. Like if somebody has cancer and don't have money, help them. That's a good thing. But right. if you're going to be focused on like this 3D mindset of like, do-do-do-do-do, well, you can stay here and enjoy that. Right. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to be living in villages where a lot of doctors won't even be needed anymore because a lot of us are not going to be sick anymore living in that way. Right. Well, our bodies aren't made to be sick. Mm-hmm. They're made to be healthy. Yes. Our minds make our bodies sick. Yes. Our minds is a big part of it. Absolutely. Like the things we're thinking, like I had a client that, you know, thought cancer kills her, but me and lots of other people have healed cancer. So like, don't believe the traditional Western, you know, the traditional model, because a lot of those things are just kind of meant to keep people sick and to, you know what I mean? But all the Eastern philosophies and the new holistic integrative ancient methods can heal people from almost anything. You know, my, my new book that I love that I'm going to share is called The Whole Body Prayer. Have mm-hmm. you read that? No, what is that? It's amazing, true story. I would tell, I want to, I've been wanting to share that on my podcast. Sure. The Whole Body Prayer. Oh my gosh. I bought a ton of the books. I'm giving them out for Christmas. <laughs> I've already given them to my in-laws and they're like, that was the best gift I've ever been given. And to stand in this whole body prayer that he learned how, I mean, this kid is like your age. That wow, wrote, awesome. oh no, you, it's amazing it's book, amazing. but into the standing in this whole body prayer for an hour, two times a day at the certain time, mm-hmm. um, facing a certain way, healing, healing, healing. But that's where our world is going. You are one of those people, you know, we're going there. Yes. We're all going to come together as one body of light and we're going to move through it. And so we, it's important to put all of our differences aside all the stuff aside and just kind of come together as one body of light. And, you know, the children are a good uniting point. We can all talk about that. And so that's kind of like how we repair a relationship, right? Like maybe you haven't talked to one of your best friends in a long time. But if you were going to might talk about something, so allow humanity to come get united again. And then with these new healing tools, as we're all going to heal, I mean, the world is going to get better. 
Right. Well, it, it can only get better. Mm-hmm. It can only get better. So yeah. bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I feel like it's, we're all moving there. It's, yeah. it's going to be a baby step thing process. Mm-hmm. I've watched it evolve over the last, for me, the last three years of opening my eyes to different things. I was raised Christian science. Mm-hmm. So it was always mind over matter. So that's always been in my DNA. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was always known that, but now as I get older, I see that connection to where I am now and that it is a, I mean, you should see the girls when we don't feel, they don't feel good. I'm like, we always talk wellness mm-hmm. all the time. It's like we shift our thinking, our thoughts. Yes. You know, I look at children that went through the COVID and so fear-based, the mass, you know, and I'm just like, it, we don't have to be fear-based. Mm-hmm. We can be in a place of love and compassion and change the energy of your body the all the cells that you're speaking to we're all made of water and we're we're just telling those cells to do something mm-hmm. tell them to do something good mm-hmm. right yes how wow. do you want to end this and we're coming to the end yeah, but how yeah. do you want what do we not talked about that mm-hmm. you would love to talk about let's see um let's see here if there's any guidance here Patience. So patience comes up. So okay. So I think like so. What are tools that you use for patience? I guess because you're such a calm, patient person. What are some of your patience tools? Since you said like it might take a little bit of a slow time, but we'll get there. What are um, some tools for well, I just think meditation, nature, the way I start my morning mm-hmm. is all that way. And I, you know, I always say not the reaction or looking at it like switching everything to the gratitude. Right. Mm-hmm. That adds to patience. Yes. And when you're like saying I'm driving in traffic every day, I don't even look at it as traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be impatience. Mm-hmm. I could have been crazy five years ago driving, you know, I just where your mind is. And, but when you realize that it's all for you mm-hmm. and this time is for me with my girls in the car, if it's going to take me 50 minutes, great. Then I was supposed to be with them. But, you know, I think, you know, patience, understanding that everything is always unfolding perfectly, right? And to trust that and surrender to the process and letting it go and watching it and being in awe of it instead of looking at it as a something terrible or, you know, darkness or no, it's not because everything is perfect. And this is how it's supposed to be like this. Speaking of children, what they're going through is not perfect, but we're getting to a place where it's going to be we're going to see the light. Exactly. Such a good point. Like that keep the current in the mind, but then the future goal in mind and that it is all perfect. There is a greater source and that's guiding all this. We have a lot of support. And yeah, I love that. Like when you're driving in the car, making it fun. Like when I'm driving, I always listen to like music I love, you know, or videos or something like that. So maybe multitasking the things that might seem tedious, like make them fun. Like if you're washing your dishes or something, listen to like an audio book that you really love that calms you if you're feeling anxious that time. So I like to kind of like multitask things with things I already do to create routines, for example. And yeah, I think, let me just see if there's anything else that I see here. Inner strength. So inner strength, I would say maybe inner strength looks different sometimes for women and men, different age groups, like strength looks very different, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe we can talk about inner strength a little bit too. Yeah. I think it's part of like a 
your inner strength would be something like your beliefs and, and your knowing mm-hmm. and everything connected, your alignment, your knowing, your awareness that we're all one, everything that you believe gives you that inner strength. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Yeah. Like our value system, right? Like I have inner strength because I know source God is always going to take care of me. So no matter what happens in my life, the problem is really big or small. I always say, well, God's going to take care of it somehow. And always a solution appears. And I've had really close things happen where I was so scared, but God always comes through for me. So I think my inner strength is like, is God, you know, like, I mean, I love the people in my life and stuff, but I think during the COVID, a lot of people were dealing with their own stuff. So relying on like a higher power is I think a big part of inner strength. And in our world, like if you go on Netflix and you search like the devil or demons, so many shows will come up. Oh, I'm sure. Like a lot. But if you search God, it will only be like documentaries. There's not like any exciting movies talking about the creator of the universe or the divine right. mother. That are, you know what I mean? So I think like um, a big part of inner strength is going to be the media that's going to be coming out to kind of teach people the new things that we need people to learn. Like the old Hollywood has taught people a lot of things, but I'm hoping that with all these conscious people, we're going to get new movies and t- new TV shows that teach people inner strength. What does it mean to be a warrior of light and love in the world? Right. Yes, I love that. It has been so much fun doing this in person. I've loved it and I love you. And I think this is so fun. We have to do it again because I, you know, you miss the connection with someone and you don't realize it until you're with them Mm -hmm. instead of being on a Zoom and just having that connection with that video. You know, it's a whole different experience. So I had so much fun. Thank Thank you so much for coming to my office. You're such a great interviewer, as I always tell you. I'm so impressed by everything that you've done. I'm so excited for everybody to hear this message and go out there and protect the children, your children, other people's children, and to just focus on the new new world that we're going to create because it is coming for sure. Yes, I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.